I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 178. This week featuring my guest, Scott Collins, out of Austin, Texas. He is an Americana singer-songwriter, and he's been writing and releasing music for well over a decade. He even got his own day declared in Austin one year uh, by the mayor of Austin. I believe that was January 31st, 2019. But uh, in any case, Scott has a new album out. It's called In the Burgundy, and it was produced by Grammy-nominated producer Chris Smith, who was uh, recently worked on Biltsville, Danny Worlds, and Jet, uh, among others. Featured a couple songs off of the album, and if you like them, you can find them wherever you stream music. Uh, in our conversation, we talked about all sorts of stuff, uh, a lot of nitty-gritty stuff in the music scene, as well as just what's going on in Austin. And then uh, Scott is gearing up for a two-week tour soon um, in support of the album. So if you like him, you definitely find him out on the road. And uh, whether you're friends or fans of his, hopefully you learned something you didn't know before. And uh, hopefully, of course, wherever you're tuning in from, you yourself are doing all right. Uh, staying sane, staying positive, and all that stuff. Um, feel free to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you like it. You can drop a rating or uh, anything like that. It always helps. In personal news and notes, I don't have too much to mention. We have a couple shows with the Hollow Truths coming up in a couple weeks at Zissimo's and Monument Brewing, so I'll be posting about that on the band page. And then uh, the last few things that, of course, I always mention is uh, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is uh, up and running if you need any video stuff in and around the DMV. And then the Shopify store is up and running if you need any merch from the podcast. And then Truly Strings is a sponsor of the show. Truly Strings is uh, in Laurel, Maryland, and I take all my guitars there. Stevens the Luthier runs it. And uh, yeah, without any further ado here, we will get to the conversation with Scott. The song you're about to hear is called In the Burgundy. say before uh my name is brett um so nice to meet you yeah man pleasure thank you again for having me on yeah no problem it's just something i do kind of here for us in like the baltimore dc area although over the past couple of years i've uh definitely uh, picked up a lot more friends in austin nice nice yeah i've actually played dc and new york so i'm gonna be going out to those areas again now that i started touring again nice yeah, yeah, I did all that before. I did the full U.S. before COVID, and then now I'm finally getting back to it. Yeah, as yourself or um, as a, like another band? As Scott Collins, as myself. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, it's always good to make more friends in Austin. I'm a big fan oh, yeah. of, of that town, uh, for sure. I try to make it down at least, at least once a year, and I guess that's why I messaged you, or maybe you found me at 
always forget. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw what you did with Brian Wolf. He's a friend okay. of mine here in Austin. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's good. I'm trying to spread the word, you know, down there. Get a few oh, more. Yeah, yeah. Few... straight up. Yeah, but uh, yeah. How long are you a Austin native or an Austin transplant? Uh, born in Chicago, been here mm. thirty years. So I was oh, wow. raised here. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I went to elementary school, middle school, high school, college, undergrad, all here so in you, uh, Austin. You've seen the metamorphosis then that Big everyone, time. many of them, everyone talks about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few. I've seen a few for sure over the years. Um, I didn't really see it until I moved away for a minute. I went to Dallas for grad school, which I dropped out of for music. And which yeah. when I came back from grad school that I saw Austin, it actually it felt like it was following me. Um, <laughs> this whole section of Dallas, I was living in this Mockingbird station. Yeah. It followed me from Dallas to Lamar and just kind of placed itself there. And yeah, it was insane. Yeah, it's The funny. construction really was. I mean, it like, yeah, we were living in apartments and it was just covered in dust. The entire <laughs> town was just covered in dust. That part yeah. for, for months and months. Yeah, my best friend moved there like maybe six or seven years ago, I think. And even in his, you know, short time yeah. being there, he's just like, dude, you have no idea how crusty I am already. And I've only been here like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To... the five to seven years still have seen a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just blowing it's, up. Yeah. It's people that are moving here right now. They see it as what it is. But yeah, yeah. The seven years ago, it was not like this. Yeah, I mean, even in my time, just walking through the bars and down on, like, East Austin and all that, it's just become yeah. even bigger And every year. It's, like, a little more. So, I'm oh, hoping, yeah. to, hoping to be back down for South By. Uh, we'll see. But that's nice. kind, of the, kind of the plan. So Nice. But, anyway, I like, uh, I like your sound, man. Um, I, Thank you. you know, try not to be partial, obviously, when I'm promoting other people's music but um at the same time yeah. i can't help it when uh, somebody plays you know the kind of stuff that i kind of like you know what i mean which is like yeah you yeah, know, yeah uh often yeah uh, your style whatever you would want to classify it as just kind of you know down home whatever uh rock you yeah know, a little bit I, I call of, it americana indie rock yeah if i had to pick genres for like spotify or something like that well, that's good. You're like the first person in a while that uh, had a quick, quick answer. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really? Uh, yeah, well, now that everything, it, it used to be hard for people to say, you know, it's rock and roll, yeah. but there's nuances to it. But nowadays, yeah. since everything's so Spotify playlist driven um, and around that kind of idea, people do have to pick what you are because you don't realize once yeah. you start pitching yourself, you may miss tons of opportunities if you're pitching yourself wrong you'll miss everything like if i was just promoting myself as if i put hard rock down yeah. and pitched myself i would miss everything americana indie it gets in there and you get the more of those chances so yeah it, it, it's hard but it's it's uh very necessary these days to just pick what johnny you are and say it and people are always going to yeah. ask well what's americana it's like i don't know <laughs> it's, it's yeah. country rockish, storytelling ish folk yeah i think that's something that uh, you know often younger bands and art artists don't seem to quite 
nail down as often. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it's like you said, you got to just decide what you are and what to call it. And that's the way of the road, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially if you want to work in the getting promo and PR and radio. I was talking to someone here in town the other day who has someone he's working with that's, uh, um, I guess struggling to register his stuff with like BMI. And he's like, yeah, the radio wants to play some of it, but it won't do it unless he registers. And I'm just having a hard time getting registered. And it's like, that's just the way it is. Like you can't, you can't fight against those little things. <laughs> you just, you just do yeah, it. I don't think that that would just reward. Yeah. It's I mean, not hard. I could be completely wrong about this, but I kind of thought all, with all the streaming services now that you use to upload, I thought that they, Part of the deal was they registered you with BMI, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, not yeah, not that I know of. I haven't done that yet. Um, Which one do you use? Like, you know what? I never thought of that. I'm BMI now. I was CSAC uh, well, I mean, a while ago. When you upload to Spotify, what are you using? Oh, uh, What's my your past releases were uh, TuneCore. This last release I didn't do. Uh, a record label did for the first time, so they just did it all themselves okay. um, and submitted to the editorial playlist. But in the past, when I DIY'd it, yeah, I did TuneCore and oh man, I forgot the big one that was like right before that. That CD Baby, CD Baby, yeah, yeah. CD Baby and TuneCore is what I would okay. just distribute my stuff on, and I had already had a PRO from the beginning and then switch to BMI just cause they're huge in Austin. They have a big Texas yeah. home here and it just led to a lot of op- great opportunities and they, they're very personable and hands on here in Austin, but, um, and CSAC's in Nashville. I, I loved them. I just wasn't near them that much, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of that. Uh, that would be amazing if they did that. I, they kind of, I mean, set you again, up in the I should a hundred percent, I should 100% know because I use District Kid and CD Baby or have before. And I yeah. swear there was an option, but I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. there might be. Um, Just to do like a simple registration because it kind of has to. Yeah. Um, to capture although it anyway. I, just since this is a podcast, I probably should actually be somewhat correct. According to Google, uh, it does not. Oh, yeah, okay. uh, Yeah, so you need to be a part of a PRO before. And it's not complicated. It's not that hard, really. It's more, uh, it seems more complicated than it is getting into it. Um, I think maybe why I'm so confused is I'm fairly sure that I have done that with like at least a song or two that I've done and then realized it was completely pointless afterward and never did it again. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not pointless, obviously, in scenarios where you're talking about the radio and stuff but for oh yeah but other than that, no. yeah um so interesting to know i guess but uh i think the uh the point of this uh episode hopefully is to actually talk about your music here and not, oh yeah, yeah, yeah not discuss the, the finer points of <laughs> logistics of the music business the, the necessities yeah. that are just pointless like yeah logistical work um yeah man yeah no i just released an ep uh sat on it for like two years actually because uh, i released the ep in 2020 during shutdown and i did all the pr and it ended up doing really well 
which got me picked up by a local label here in town called Mr. Pink Records. And they were like, uh, Jonas Wilson from it was like, hey, man, I like it. You know, uh, let's record another record and I'll put that out on my next cycle, which is now. So the EP's out and it's doing well and uh, about to go into Waterloo Records this week and do an in-store performance with my band, which will kick off me going on a solo 14-day Midwest tour in support of this EP. And, totally. uh, and then I've already got a batch of songs to record a next one and try to continue the, the cycle of record videos tour yeah. and just repeat forever. Yep, the uh the Lemmy Killmeister way of life. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I like the that music video. I don't know who came up with the uh, concept, maybe it was you. Um but no, the Western for, uh, the yeah. Something different here. Yeah, the something different here two thousand nineteen Western, that was actually the director himself, John okay. Sandoval uh Levy. He uh yeah, he um he was doing it and, and he approached me. He was like, yeah, I want to do a Western. And I was really into classic movies and Westerns. Uh, and I was yeah. like, okay, well, it's got to be good. It can't be cheesy. And he's like, no, I think I've got a really good idea. And he sent me the screenplay and it was a skeleton crew. Like he dug the two graves that were used in it. And, that was going to be my uh, question is, wild. did you guys have yeah. to get in there and dig those graves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He dug the two graves. We had to get in there with a bunch of really old, dirty, uh pillowcases and couch cushions so that we could fall into them so like when the guy gets shot and falls into the grave he i i stand there and at the last second i move out of the way and he falls face first on a bunch of pillows inside a grave and we (laughs) had like these little caps that he made to go inside the tips of the guns where you light them on fire you wait a second and then it kind of goes off and where it looks like a slow motion shot yeah it was really cool. Skeleton crew, dirty as hell on a 47 acre lot in uh, Elgin, Texas. And yeah, we I really wanted to do something at one point where it felt like we were just getting down and dirty and making a movie. And this was it. And it came out really well. So I was so that's one of the things I'm very grateful for to have in my career is a video of that caliber when it was really just four people and he was really good at shooting and editing. Yeah, no, it, uh, I could talk a lot about that side of it. Um, oh, but nice. yeah, it, it came out great. Cause like, I think sort of as a byproduct of the, this podcasting stuff, I've gotten more interested in video, maybe related or unrelated. And, uh, I've been learning more and more about that and you don't need much now with the way technology is. It's awesome. Yeah. Like the barrier yeah. to entry is small. Yeah, for sure. Which then if you have the creativity, you can actually accomplish things. Yeah, that wasn't, they didn't have that barrier before he had at that point. Um, he did, he did have a really nice camera is how he shot that. It was a really nice camera. And then I remember at one point he had to put it over the grave to get the down shot. So he just had these tiny ladders, two ladders on each side, like rigged a pole in between and hung the camera from the top to shoot down it was incredibly dangerous uh the way he rigged it all together but he did it and got the shots it was crazy (laughs) yeah yeah if you got that creative uh vision man and get anything done yeah definitely yeah exactly exactly um 
I love the behind the scenes. I want to get into film as well. I'm using music yeah. as a vehicle to do that because I love both the same. Yeah. And to get to see those behind the scenes, uh, you know, behind the fourth wall is is I love it. I did a commercial shoot recently for like hair and beard products or some shit. And, and it was cool because they actually had like hair and makeup and food yeah. and all that. And just how they got the shots done were still so crazy. <laughs> it was not fancy but yeah and we got it done it was cool yeah that's cool um so reading your bio um something there's something in here about austin's mayor declaring january 31st scott collins day in 2019 so i gotta ask (laughs) about that oh yeah yeah uh austin does that it's really cool they'll they'll give proclamations to musicians because it's the live music capital or whatever but uh yeah so they'll give to uh i mean it's not just everybody it really is an honor um but yeah if you like work hard enough and have a full-blown career and you know i guess i've done Mm. a lot in for and with austin so yeah i was like it was just an email i met the mayor in an event and he asked me a question. I had the right answer. It was really weird. It was really quick. And he tweeted that exact thing, that exact moment. <laughs> I wonder what? if he was just coming to the event to ask that to do it. And I was just the first person to walk up and say, hey, what's up? But mm-hmm. he, uh, yeah, so he tweeted about me and gave me his card. I just kept up with him for like a year. Uh, here's updates of what's going on, which I normally do. And then it hit me. I was like, man, I got a lot of friends and homies that have days in Austin. How do I get one? And they're like, well, you'd have to play in front of city council. Would you be available January 31st? This is 2019. I was like, absolutely. Um, they're like, great. Well, the mayor now declares this Scott Collins day. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was that easy. Went into city hall and they did this whole thing, which was awesome. But And I played in front of a, a protest was actually happening in city hall. That's a whole crazy story. But yeah, but yeah ever since then, that's what because my, my real name is Scott Collin Gardner. And I've always wanted to have a band. I've always wanted a band with a band name. But ever since mm-hmm. I got the name proclamation and the name Scott Collins started doing really well past the last band that I had, I was like, that solidifies it. I'm going to stick with Scott Collins, focus on that, and uh, try to make that a brand. And I could do whatever later in life. But yeah, the the proclamation, I was I was really honored because that really helped. It's like, great, cool. Now I can't qu- now I was never gonna quit, but now I actually like can't get arrested and shit because I want I don't want to look bad to the city of Austin. Um, <laughs> yeah, just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, to help awesome. the career for sure. Yeah, it looks like you've been releasing stuff under your name since like 2011. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been releasing as Scott Collins for a long time. Since okay, yep. My first, uh, my first band was the, uh, yeah, it was the Suicide Pistols. And I was doing solo. My name was like Colin Rose, something, something dumb. I was dating a girl in Dallas, and her last name was Rose. So I was like, oh cool, I'll call myself Colin Rose. I did that. No one knew who I was. And then, uh, and then I had a manager, an ex-manager at the time. Like, well, let's come up with a stage name that actually works because you really could make that an LLC, and people can't sue you then because they'll be suing Scott Collins, an LLC that has no money, versus you are Scott Gardner. Or he wanted me to come up with the name. That's so I was like, well, I'll keep it in the family, and I'll do Scott Collins, and yeah. it's basically my name. So it's just my first and second name. Yeah, makes sense. Simple okay. enough. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, you would think. You would think. <laughs> and then you throw a project on the end and it loses everybody's minds. Like, so, I, it's, I don't know why. It's I, I did it where it's like, okay, Scott Collins is me, the solo artist. Scott Collins' project is probably some sort of band of some kind. But people, yeah. like, I don't know why, yeah, I just get really confused. Like, what's the difference? Which one's which? And and how do I promote it? Well, again, <laughs> one's, one's just a name. But yeah, so that yeah. I'm still navigating. Yeah, you definitely got to figure out the simplest way to brand yourself. And I'm just speaking exactly. rhetorically. Not, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. But sometimes it is tricky, I guess. Like, I've kind of toyed with the idea of maybe changing something but it's like you know what fuck it it's it just is what it is and uh you know i don't know I yeah like the, for real. the longer the longer timeline you have using one thing one moniker one name you know just probably the better <laughs> yeah know? yeah basically the mayor thing was the last straw i'd miss all my opportunities to change it if i had wanted it was yeah it was pretty solidified after that um and I learned, yeah, Scott Collins for all these EPs. Southbound Drive was my band. So there's the EP Agnes. I have eight career EP releases. One, the Suicide Pistols. Then there's the Scott Collins. And then there's the Southbound Drive Agnes. But I also released an EP on Spotify, Scott Collins Project. That wasn't the name of like anyway what happened is spotify separated it so you can only find that ep on like apple and spotify and all those things if you type in scott collins project they can't link it with my artist scott collins thing which is and it's happened to artists before the label that i'm working with mr pink he had that issue with bands um where they had things out on a different name then he did it and then he realized he didn't know so none of them connected and it just makes it harder, but uh, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy that it's like that, but I guess it makes sense that we're living into a technological world. It sucks, but we got to tighten up our our things, our camps, and there's still artistic freedom, but it will <laughs> get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you know, if you don't, I guess. Yeah, theme of this is the the little things add up, but, but yeah, eight yeah. eight EPs and. And now I'm just going to release them all as Scott Collins, for sure. Yeah, right on. Um, I guess to talk about the uh, the new EP just for a second, is there a particular song or songs that stand out? I'm always most interested in uh, lyrics and stories, generally, but anything uh, worth mentioning? Because usually I also put one or two songs on the episode itself as well. So, nice. Yeah, um, well, in the Burgundy, the title track is a true story. Uh, it's it's about the Burgundy Room in Los Angeles. Uh, there's a dive bar in L.A. Back when I drank, uh, I'm sober now off booze, but um, when I drank, I bought a plane ticket to go see a girl in L.A. Um, and she, in the middle of the trip, was like, I got to go to Santa Barbara and shoot a movie. I don't know if she did or not, but she <laughs> left and just gave me her apartment, car, and everything. Anyway, so I just got drunk and wandered all around L.A. and Hollywood and ended up yeah. the last day at this bar called the Burgundy Room. And that's where I was kind of like tripping out on whiskey and wrote this poem on a napkin that became the chorus of the song. And then the verses tell the story, um, essentially, of my journey and trip to Los Angeles and where I was in life then. Um, so that's fun that I finally got to put that song on a record. 
because because it was a true story and it was written back in that time of my life with all that angst where a lot of the emo or hardcore or whatever I was listening to alternative music was still really there in the writing. So uh, four songs on this five song EP are quote unquote old to me. Like I yeah. wrote them a long time ago, 10, 11 years ago, and they're yeah. new to the world now. They're newly produced. But one of the songs, Reggie, I wrote during quarantine. Um, but yeah, the rest are old ones and they're, they're all fun. They're, they're all just different trips I was going through yeah. many years ago. One's very dramatic. The song malevolent i was you could tell i was like in a very weird dramatic drunk when i wrote it and then uh <laughs> be all right and in the burgundy are just like these boppers kind of kind of upbeat songs with yeah. uh the lyrics being a little darker if i look deeper into them so yeah it, it's cool that that point in my life came out on this ep because it's allowing me to look back at it as I start yeah. to write new music and be like, wait, I don't want to lose something from that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, sometimes people keep songs in their back pocket for a long time. So, Oh yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I still have a, but I, I'm in the, my next EP, I was struggling with trying to write new material and I did, I wrote a new song that I have now. I don't, I don't, I'm still working on lyrics and everything. So I want it to be right. Uh, I really want to make everything right now, but, um, other than that, I was like, well, shit, I don't have too much pressure because I forgot about this song and this song and the first song I ever wrote, I still end. So, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, shit, I don't have to worry about it. But I was stressing for a minute after this EP came out. Like, I think that was all my songs, but no, I forget. Yeah, that's fine. Barely touches the surface. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, when you go out um, on the road uh, playing them, are you playing with a band, like you said, like a the project? part of it or are you solo solo and a band i'm playing locally and regionally soloing with a band and i'm touring nationally solo um so i'm gonna because i've already toured the u.s solo and i was building up markets everywhere west coast east coast pacific northwest midwest um in the south i'm gonna build that back up but i do have a band uh that kicks ass and and they like we're playing at Waterloo Records this Thursday, so I'm doing a full band thing, um, uh, guitar, bass, drums, and me on acoustic and vocals, and uh, that I'm gonna build up to be able to bring it out on the road. I'd love to just basically tour the whole U.S. again, like I am in, in this month, and get people to then come out to the full band show as opposed to playing a full band show for the bar staff and yeah building it up that way i'm lucky enough to be a songwriter with a band that i can do that i can go out on my own pave the way so that when we come people really want to show up like a local show play a bunch of solo shit people are like okay let's see the band and then they yeah. show up yeah it's cool um definitely let me know come out this way as well yeah um, yeah i'll be coming out solo for sure if unless uh things exceed my plans my plans are you know to release videos tour uh repeat if things yeah. blow up and i can take the band up I'll, i mean obviously i'll let you know either way but yeah the goal is to to get the full band to all these places i'm going like dc new york california yeah i can name things but i'm not going to you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> 
you got a van or like what's your uh mode of, well, right uh, now no i'm just a toyota highlander yeah no right yeah. now it's just a it's great but i've got a toyota highlander um i'm hiring a co-pilot to go with me so i just have somebody to drive when i'm tired watch my back and film and yeah. document the whole thing plus i'm bringing my dog i've got a four-year-old almost four-year-old english springer spaniel reggie who comes to shows with me and like sleeps on stage and walks the crowd. He's awesome. Nice. And I just got him registered as like a service animal so you can do more. But this tour and a lot of tours that I'm going to be doing solo in the Toyota Highlander, my goal is to bring the dog with me um, to kind of make him a part of it and and then, you know, go from there. But but right now the Toyota Highlander, when the, with the full band, I'll have to figure something out. I think there's someone in town I can't remember who, but I think I know someone who's actually going to rent their tour van to bands. I, I want to see Jackie Benson, but I don't think so. It was a different friend of mine, yeah. someone in Austin. So, so I'll keep you updated on that too, because because there's something like that here that's really cool, um, and I'd never thought about it before. But bands, I mean, renting out their little shitty Sprinter van, sure, but like a dope ass yeah. tour bus. Um, <laughs> That's what I mean. Sorry, not a tour van, a tour bus, and they're going to rent it like fair prices. So that that's what I'll be getting the second I can. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, then just sleep on it, save on hotel rooms. Oh yeah, for sure. Does the uh, dog have a song? Shit, he does, but it's not about him. <laughs> it's uh, his song Reggie on the new EP. Reggie. Uh, it wasn't named after him except it also literally was uh it was originally called marijuana was the running title just because i saved the word marijuana in it and i was like well i just yeah. want that to be the title i want it to slap like really just stand out one of the producers excuse me was like well you don't want to do some kind of slang word i was like no i don't i, I think slang would be cheesy and he's like well what's your dog's name i was like oh shit okay that that's the one slang word <laughs> reggie meaning like shitty yeah. weed um I was like, yeah, no, that actually works perfect. So it's his name, but it's not necessarily about him at all. It's kind of about my COVID experience. But but if you look, actually, that's funny. I'm still, I've been saying this in a couple interviews that I really want to look at that song and see if I can make it about him. I know there's a way I can. I had a, bone, a song called Bones Are Buried that I made about him forever. And just on the surface, superficial, stupid joke, the bones are buried. <laughs> yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> so I'm sure I can find a way. It's just hard because it's yeah. like, oh, people are like, oh, is it about your dog? And the first lines are, um, I'd light myself on fire to show that I'm in pain four days without marijuana. I'm just trying to maintain. And it's like, that's just a little too dark to be about yeah. my dog. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's kind of it's funny as shit. It's kind of like my tattoos. You know, in the tattoo world, people get tattoos that are funny and odd, but it almost might not make sense. So the people, the humor is just different. But it's it's in this song for sure. Makes sense. What's your weirdest tattoo then? Weirdest? Yeah. Uh, Or inside joke? Oh well, I got a. I've got a big stoned Bart Simpson on my knee. So I've got Bart Simpson about that big, like six inches or more or something. Um, 
with a skateboard and he's really high on my leg and knee tattoo. Um, and I wanted to get one on my foot. My friend came up with an idea of a skull with a comb over that says death before comb over. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I've got, yeah, yeah. there's some that are, uh, that are just kind of, I've got a buck knife with a banner that says uncle for uncle buck. Cause that movie was funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All kinds, man. Right on. Cool. Well, um, usually I kind of wind these things down by uh, just saying uh, there's anything I forgot to mention or ask about. Like, um, if for instance, you have a show coming up that's somewhat, air quotes, big or whatever that you want to promote. Um, I don't know when this will come out exactly, but, you know, I can try to get it out when it needs to be. Okay, yeah. um, Well, yeah, what I have coming up is next no this thursday so the 12th january 12th depending on when this came out thursday january 12th i'm with my full band at waterloo records here in town doing a in-store performance and this will be my first waterloo in-store um the record's on sale there i've got a big window cling out front where it's got the big picture of me and the record on the front of the building um and yeah i'm stoked to be able to kind of get this on my bucket list here in Austin is do the Waterloo in-store performance and record signing. And then after that full ban on the 12th, I don't have anything until I leave on the 17th for tour. Uh, unless something pops up, shows pop up all the time for me in Austin. But, yeah. but basically, yeah, I, I just finished playing two shows in Colorado I, and Dallas. I did a one-off and three shows in Austin in between. So yeah, just this Waterloo records this week, the 12th and then the tour, which is thir- 14 dates of the Midwest. Um, and it's uh, Dallas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Mississippi. Um, yeah, I got you. Else. Indiana, Chicago. Yeah. If people get on my socials, either Scott Collins project, dot com scott collins project instagram or if you just google scott collins and then anything you want after music austin band youtube everything pops up right on yeah man well cool i appreciate you hopping on i mean uh, like i said i might be able to uh maybe one day cross paths you know oh yeah there. for sure you come for to austin so. for south by i'll be here i'm uh I might be playing South by official this year. I, I don't know yet, but I'm, yeah. I'm in the running for it. So if not, I uh, don't uh, actually, yeah, I'll be here. So if you come to town, <laughs> just, uh, I'll be here just doing normal paid gigs. And then yeah. if I get a South by nod, I'll do that. Uh, I was, I wanted to tour, but not, I just, it just hit me. I can't really do that. If the South by thing comes up just cause it's, yeah. it's it. worth it. I've done, yeah, I've done it every time that I've I've gotten like five or six, I, I think it was six official showcases and wait listed the other times, just like this time. Um, but it usually works out with the wait list being a solo act. They hmm. slap me in somewhere, but yeah, with everything I've got going on now, definitely wouldn't say no. It wouldn't hurt. But yeah, oh, man, yeah. you come to town, hit me up. Brian Wolf, we'll all go tear some shit down. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know. All right, brother. You know, I don't know if you know Souls Extolled at all. Yeah. Either, but yeah, very much. Absolutely. The goal is to hit Zach Black's pool party again, if that happens. So. Yeah. We'll see. Shit. Okay. Yeah. 
I uh, yeah I, yeah I know them. I don't know about that, but I'll get the invites. Whoever gets first. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you know if I can get this thing out or not. But regardless, uh, awesome. Appreciate. No it. worries. Totally. Yeah. You too, man. Thank you so much. All right. I'll see you. All right, brother. So, yeah, thanks to Scott for coming on, and thanks to you for listening. The song that you're hearing in the background is called Her Favorite Song, and you can check it out wherever you stream music. Later. Roundabout stare Holding a book like a gun to a crook Alone at the square